CBN Sports, 88.3 FM, Ann Arbor, WCBN.org. Grabs on to attempt it for the Wolverines. Holds her breath, Ann Arbor, as Navarre gets set. Places down, kick is up. It's long enough. It's good! It's good! Michigan wins the game! Michigan shocks Washington, and the Wolverines are victorious! the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. Lovely intro to the program there. I love that elevator music. Yeah. Well, and I love the Beatles. It's been a big Beatle weekend. Yeah, it has. Lives. Isn't this the 50th Ed Sullivan uh, uh, yep. gig? That was last night. Gotta yeah, love so those screaming teenage girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, in another 150 years, uh, teenagers might not be screaming about the Beatles, but... People will still be listening to that music in a hundred and I think years. so. I think I think like you pointed out, uh, uh, the, the you know obviously probably the most important rock and roll group of all time. It's amazing they were only together as Eight short years, as they were. Yeah, yeah. but the uh, production and the influence they had on pop music, rock and roll, is just uh, astonishing. Well, well, the, much of the program last night was uh, the sort of thing that I'm not very fond of, which is. Just sort of third-rate covers of Beatles songs by mm-hmm. people who just happen to be singing them that don't bring anything necessarily new to the tune. Uh, there were a couple of good things, but uh, uh, I do wish they had ended the night once Ringo and Paul played together. Uh, since John and George were there in spirit and in memory, uh, I wish they had closed the proceedings with All You Need Is Love mm-hmm. instead of Hey Jude, which, you know, Hey Jude's an obvious McCartney closer. Right. But uh, All You Need Is Love is was really the... Uh, 
the the primary message of the band. Yeah. Um, well, Hey Jude is one of those songs that always works in the uh, junior high school prom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last song of the night. Right. <laughs> well, it's it is a crowd pleaser. It's no. an anthemic tune. It is has that message of uplift and uh, brotherly support. Um. Which is a good message to think about with regard to WCBN's fundraiser, brotherly support. Yes. Uh, helping each other along. Uh, that's what societies are supposed to do. That's what uh, civilization is all about. And one of the greatest uh, opportunities that uh, folks who live in this area have is to participate in the project that is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Well, it makes Ann Arbor a great uh town to live in this is why ann arbor makes uh, top 10 lists all the time as most livable cities cbn plays a small role in the uh, diversity of the ann arbor art scene the cultural scene and uh and it's a great workshop as an education uh, arm of the university of michigan as well a lot of people uh the students who come through here uh pick up skills above and beyond what they get in their programs of study uh, and some actually go into the broadcasting world. Beth Fertig, for example. Oh yeah, and you know what's uh, interesting for herself yeah. in uh, broadcasting. What's interesting about her, by the way, is she'll she'll her voice will be heard for probably thousands of years mm-hmm. because she was uh, she works for the local um, NPR affiliate in New York City, so she actually was in live form reporting the collapse of uh, the Twin Towers, and. Uh, <laughs> she when did they her, did the ten uh, year broadcasting anna- here, yeah. yeah. When they did the ten year anniversary, you heard her uh, voice again, and Gilda Radner. <laughs> apparently, uh, yeah, well, lots of the folks that you and I have known down here have gone on to become uh, professors, teachers. I myself, a retired teacher, uh, and of course, uh, there's like music professors uh, in you know, uh, not on paper. Our Wolf doesn't have a PhD in. Uh, in musical studies but the everyone who knows him uh, recognizes the man's grasp on uh, an encyclopedic range of musical knowledge he's so. a doctor that's a right. doctor of music that's right <laughs> and there's always something to learn uh on wcbn and uh sharing it with the community is uh done with uh love uh by those who work down here and nobody gets paid down here so all the money that's pledged uh goes to the upkeep of the station. 763-3500, area code 734, that's 734-763-3500. Of course, uh, I always like to kind of keep the Gray Matter show kind of moving with a lot of shorts on this kind of a program. Obviously, over the years, we've focused uh, primarily on politics, economics, history, uh, cultural criticism, uh, Certainly, we've been doing environmental stories uh, for most of my tenure here because uh, uh, the phenomenon known as climate change was being discussed back in the late 80s by a prominent scientist, uh, James Hansen. He was one of the first. I always like a kind of a funny uh, or an interesting story that came out recently, and this is the photograph of the Mars rover and the, the rock that appears couple of days it, it went in one direction and it turned around and went back and there's a, a rock that wasn't there a couple of days ago M- marvin that's a little weird is marvin on mars well it proves that mars i guess has wind but uh it's interesting that uh this is uh, dated from this uh national section of the uh new york times on the 24th of january check that one out
article by Kenneth Chang showing the sudden appearance of a rock. Most bizarre. Well, there's always bizarre things happening in the world, and sometimes the uh, the reality is so unbelievable that uh, <laughs> you think somebody had to make this up. Uh, but no, uh, the world is just that strange, and uh, that is some of the material that falls our way on the program. Uh, and as you say, sort of keeping it light and moving it along, but still with an eye towards the serious. As I went through my clippings files uh, in the last couple of days, a couple of random things, both from 2001, one March, where a man was arrested in New York City after shooting at his mother-in-law's picture. Uh, while it's understandable somebody could have strong feelings against uh, their mother-in-law, my, my own mother-in-law is, is a wonderful human being and virtually a saint. So uh, I'm in the clear there. But uh, this guy not only was shooting at his mother-in-law's picture in the park, uh, but it turned out he had a bunch of Nazi memorabilia at home, so that made the arrest all the, all the more interesting. Well, we'll give him a brain damage award. <laughs> uh, hey, at least he didn't shoot her. Yeah. Okay, so I I'm going to give him some credit for that. Uh, but, of course, we have... Uh, we're forced to uh, follow the uh, endless ongoing gun story in this country. Uh, but back in uh, 2001, uh, the NRA was actually appealing to uh, the Pope to uh, have uh, St. Gabriel of the Sorrowful Mother uh, specially designated as a patron saint of shooters <laughs> because he apparently was a marksman. Oh, you mean John Paul? John Paul was saint crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, he made more saints than I think the previous uh, 14 dozen popes ahead of him. Uh, but no, this this individual who, uh, uh, St. Gabriel. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. John Well, John Paul, the Pope John Paul. Yeah, he was he, uh, an outdoorsman of outdoorsman, sorts in his yeah. youth, yeah. And it's interesting because his historical reputation is obviously being reevaluated given all the problems with the... Uh, Sexual abuse in the Catholic Church, what he knew and what right. he didn't do and all that sort of stuff. Well, that'll not probably... a subject we need to talk about tonight. No, not today. But uh, one wonders, what would Jesus do about a patron saint of gun owners? <laughs> well, no. back then they, they used lashes. Well, like they do in Nigeria at the moment to persecute homosexuality. Uh, it's a front page story in the uh, Sunday Times. Uh I'm always suspicious of those who see punishment as a cure. Uh, mm -hmm. Punishment is not an effective cure. Uh, the fear of punishment is sometimes an effective preventative. Uh, but even in yourself, I think you have to be watchful of the urge to punish. Um, because there's a sort of pleasure-seeking in punishment as far as, you know, if you're the one dispersing it, uh, there's pleasure to be gained from giving punishment because, you know, I'm in the right. They've committed the wrong. Uh, but the administration of punishment is a bizarre thing, and to take satisfaction from that, I mean, this story is about whipping and flogging. Uh, this behavior, homosexuality, they say in Nigeria, the laws are very strict, is, you know, beastly behavior. So uh, we'll beat them. Yeah in order to stop doing it well gee uh 
affectionate caresses or flogging? Which is the more beastly behavior here? Well, and Nelson Mandela, I remember, you know, when I was reading some of the material, when he passed away, he pointed out to his jailer, he said, uh, there's always somebody above you. <laughs> Indeed. And, and Because he was uh, very hostile to Nelson Mandela at first, but over time they did develop a rapport. And one time <clears throat> some of the prisoners were being punished for bad behavior. And uh, he reminded him, there's always somebody above you. Well, 763-3500, 734-763-3500. We've got some new premium items this year, too. The hoodie for a $70 pledge is a lovely, uh, nice sort of purplish-blue color. It's got a radio sound wave uh, logo on it with the station's ID. There's a brand-new T-shirt, gold with a B, listening to a Victrola on it, and that's a $35 pledge. These shirts are made in America. And the hoodie... Speaking of that, it's coming quite... I've got an old blue one with the... It's been a hoodie winter, man. It's been a hoodie winter. <laughs> that extra layer uh, definitely helps. Uh, economics, you know, it's interesting. Over the weekend, they reported the job situation in the United States. This is one of our continuing themes of uh, gray matters. We probably do about 10 of these a year. Uh, I thought there were a couple of interesting anomalies. Obviously, the unemployment rate went down slightly job growth payroll growth wasn't that great but uh, the labor department which uses a household survey indicated that more than 600,000 people were hired uh, this last month and one of the most interesting developments uh, is the fact that um, women now almost have as many jobs according to the uh, payroll data uh, in fact they've surpassed men uh, they they uh, uh, I'll just read this. The new numbers from the survey show that in June 2009, 65,499,000 uh, jobs were held by women, 50.02% of the total, while 65,455 were held by men. So it's interesting, this continuing story about the disparity and the problems with income inequality, problems with high school dropouts regarding the uh, workforce, and uh, the other note from this uh, Saturday uh, report from the New York Times by Nelson Schwartz. By the way, that item from about women was Floyd Norris, one of the great economic writers of our era. You know, you have to wonder uh, <clears throat> what percentage of those women are being paid on par with their male counterparts. Yeah, and pay equity is obviously a continuing uh, tragedy, uh, outrage. I'm sure there are shops or businesses out there that pride themselves and even try to make good publicity out of, we offer opportunities to women, we hire more women, but then on the bookkeeping end, well, that's because we can pay them less. Are there any women in the crowd? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Money Python, one of our favorites down here on Gray Matters. Uh, 50.4 million out of 155 million have college degrees. Uh, by contrast, there are about 73 million workers that have a high school diploma or some college, and 11 million did not finish high school. And, of course, their wages tend to be the lowest for obvious reasons. Uh, some of these corporations that are making billions of dollars continue to argue that they can't afford to increase uh, pay, and it's uh, 
A cry in shame. 734-763-3500. Pledge Up. for WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Yep. Operator standing by right now. And uh, if you... Uh, like the information that you get from this program if you've found uh stories to be intriguing interesting amusing uh at any point over the past year uh we would appreciate your call uh it's difficult uh, to do fundraising on a, a talk show because let's face it wcbn's primary uh function is as a music uh, distribution service and sharing the great music of uh, our ages with uh the listeners uh, easy to get pumped up and passionate about music. Uh, maybe a little bit harder to get uh, excited about the uh, strange uh, machinations of uh, the systems that are in place in our society that uh, are not working so well as they ought to or used to. Uh, but it is uh, important to support the station that provides the opportunity for locally produced public affairs shows to occur. A couple of weeks ago, I was taking Mike Huckabee to task for his uh, utterly, outrageously stupid comments recently. Uh, I'm convinced now that he got his ideas from that uh, brilliant former majority leader, Tom DeLay, who uh, had some problems that forced him to resign from mm -hmm. Congress. But after uh, following Columbine uh, roughly by a year, I believe, uh, The Nation magazine on the 15th of of November 1999, I uh, had this great quote from Tom DeLay regarding gun violence. He said, uh, quote, guns have little or nothing to do with juvenile violence. Presumably those unfortunate students at Columbine High School had bad falls. The cause of youth violence, said Tom DeLay, are daycare, the teaching of evolution, and working mothers who take birth control pills. Wow. Yeah, it's hard to believe that someone could really think that. Yeah. Uh, you know, are they just saying that because they think that? Uh, it's just, it's a head scratcher. There you have it. Well, we'll give him a brain damage award. Well, 15 Pat years later. did once on national TV at a Republican convention announce that uh, working mothers were a modern day equivalent of... Uh, Witches. Hmm. So, uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Wanted to uh, mention, by the way, that we have had generous food donations uh, uh, this past uh, day by our good old reliable Washtenaw Dairy down there at the corner of uh, Ashley and Madison. Um, they open up early in the morning, by the way, folks. You can uh, get your uh, morning Joe there at probably 5. Uh, big City Small World Bakery over on Miller, the corner of Miller and Spring. Uh, a fine establishment. I live in that neighborhood. They're wonderful. The Lunchroom at uh, 407 North 5th Avenue. This is kind of a new restaurant, by the way, and uh, I believe a former member of city council is involved in the management of that establishment P yes. partnership. Yep. Um, I think she used to be on city council many, many years ago, but not, not that far in the past. And I believe this uh, place is elixir vitae. Yeah. I wanted to make sure it, it uh, is elixir vitae over on Maynard, uh, close to a sports bar that we won't mention. 
And Elixir Vida has provided coffee for the uh, phone answerers all day. And you can uh, put that coffee and those phone operators to work by dialing up 763-3500. And that's in the 734 area code. Of course, you can also pledge online. But uh, one of the consequences of pledging online is you can't designate your uh, pledge uh, to any specific show. But, of course, all donations go into the same kitty, if you will. There really isn't a, a division of the funds. They just pay for the operating costs. This station's been on the air for 42 years, and that is entirely responsible to the listener support and the uh, ongoing cast of volunteers who have kept the place running. So your continued support is not only appreciated, uh, but it truly is necessary. So give us a call, 763-3500. Here's a classic uh, gray matters item. I used to call these from the police beat. This is uh, courtesy of the Ann Arbor News. Dateline Traverse City, 23rd of May, 2006. So that a man is scheduled for sentencing next week in a plot to extort money from Taco Bell after he put a dead mouse in his burrito. It says Ryan uh, Daniel Goff uh, pled guilty to a felony count. Uh, of uh, false pretenses between $1,000 and 20000 He was jailed on a $100,000 bond pending a hearing. Uh, the sheriff said that uh, Goff complained to a restaurant employee on January 24th earlier that year that his burrito tasted funny, <laughs> quote-unquote. Goff reported finding the mouse to local health, uh, the ho local health department, but investigators said his girlfriend told him he purchased a frozen mouse from a pet store and then slipped them into the burrito. Well, he gets a brain damage award. Um, so ill-conceived, according to uh, county prosecutor from the beginning, that it was more foolish than sinister. And, of course... Uh, Steve Martin always said that he feels funny in the way that he feels funny as he sticks a couple of uh, slices of bologna in his shoes. <laughs> that makes me funny. I feel funny. That's well, right. his mouse mouse flavored burrito is uh, tasted funny. <laughs> yeah, not ha ha funny, but funny funny. Well, uh, justice doesn't always taste sweet in Texas, even. When sweetness is involved, and maybe this tastes a little funny too. Uh, this goes back to 2000, uh, April of the year 2000. Uh, Texas reputation as a law and order state is receiving worldwide attention after a jury in Tyler sentenced a man to 16 years in prison for shoplifting a $1 Snickers bar. <laughs> the uh, Smith County Assistant District Attorney said it was a king size candy bar. Oh. Well, and that leads right into my... Uh, Texas is king size. You don't mess with that. Now, because this was a third offense, the guy did had, had the heavy sentence. Ooh. But it is worth noting that one of his prior convictions was for stealing a bag of Oreos. Well, that guy's sweet tooth is getting the best of his <laughs> Come his on, judgment. Texas. What's up with that? But when you mentioned king-sized uh, 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 Snickers bar, I thought of uh, one of the great morons of, that's currently in Congress, Steve King. Uh, we've it's been recently reported that John Boehner is uh, stalling the immigration bill, the immigration reform bill. This, by the way, passed the Senate by a two-thirds margin, 68 to 32. Uh, Obama will we'll sign something sure. reasonable. 
Uh, this continues to be a uh, problem in our society. Steve King, Republican from Iowa, described dreamers this way. He said that young people were brought into the country illegally when they were children as a generation of drug mules. Quote, they've got calves the size of cantaloupes because they're hauling 75 pounds of marijuana across the desert. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Calves the size of cantaloupes. Maybe they're just on the Paul Ryan exercise regimen. Like, <laughs> we would pump you up. Dude. You know, uh, I don't know how dumb you can be. But uh, that's yeah. hardly the problem. And, of course... Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. Been a recent uh, barrage of, of uh, uh, shall we say, influence... Uh, Boehner, you know, actually over the past couple of months has been trying to get the house in order, literally. Mm-hmm. But uh, he seems to have succumbed to many of the Tea Party uh, groups who uh, basically want to continue the obstructionism on this uh, particular policy issue that needs a solution. I mean, this has been batted around as a, an ongoing debate for years, if not decades at this point. It's uh, it's absurd, and it demonstrates one of the fundamental problems with our country. We, we, there's a consensus on it. There's overwhelming majority uh, opinion in favor of it. But uh, the Republicans in, in some quarters are so fearful of uh, challenges from, from mm-hmm. the Tea Party that they uh, are basically, eh, we'll pass on this for another year. Right. Then their excuse, of course, will be the 2016 election. It's crazy. Well, uh, we would like to thank Carl Siebert for his pledge, and uh, that's much appreciated. And you, too, can pledge your support to Gray Matters and WCBN FM Ann Arbor by calling 734-763-3500. Need to hear from as many listeners as we can over the course of the week. The fundraiser will be going uh, through the weekend, uh, coming to its conclusion Sunday evening. Uh, So... If you haven't called yet, please call now. And, of course, you know, securing the borders. That's the infamous excuse that the uh, Republicans are using. Mr. Uh, Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Oh, wait a minute. Um, Somebody build us a wall. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, how about Ariel Sharon? (laughs) He's pretty good at construction. (laughs) Quick. He used to build roads in the desert that went nowhere. (laughs) Eventually, there'll be something there when we build it. But uh, Gail Collins in her uh, column uh, making these uh, observations about this immigration problem uh, because uh, the theory on this is that the um, illegal immigrants will become citizens and then be able to vote and they'll vote for the Democrats, which uh, actually history proves that to be false. (laughs) Most of the time they... And throughout most of modern American history, they've actually voted Republican because so many uh, people that were allowed in the country uh, during the Cold War were fleeing communist regimes. Yeah, right. And they tended to vote Republican and, of course, became a very powerful voting group in Florida in particular. But well, it's and it, some of that Latin vote, too, was uh, also sort of church-based, yeah. faith-based voters. And so the the mask of family values that the Republicans used to wear and flaunt with such pride and glee uh, has, I think, been cracked and diminished of late. But this issue of enforcement, and, you know, there's data showing the deportment uh, record under uh, Obama. It's considerably higher than his predecessors. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Collins writes, the government now spends more on enforcing immigration law than it spends on the FBI, the DEA, the Secret Service, the U.S. Marshals Service, and Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, Explosives combined. Talk about misplaced priorities. <laughs> Those uh, border agents, and they number over 20,000 now, that's uh, pretty startling. Yeah, and some of the uh, harshness uh, is startling, too, though, when you hear people talking about it. Uh, is, is that the Jerry Falwell t- Tinky Winky? I do. I have the Tinky Winky <laughs> cup. Ah, the original. This is, <laughs> this is classic stuff from 1999, February 10th. Of course, uh, the late Jerry Falwell no. uh, came out with the startling announcement that uh, children's television puppet character Tinky Winky was gay. Of course, Tinky Winky's not gay. The Teletubbies are completely asexual. They're non-sexual. They're people in <laughs> puppet suits. That's right. <laughs> so... To superimpose one's own paranoid construction of, wow, that might be homosexual. It was a to, it was uh, the children triangle, shows. right? The triangle and yeah, the purple the, suit. The purple suit and the triangle on top of his yeah. head. And he also sometimes carried a purse made in Falwell's mind, uh, Tinky Winky, to be gay. And, well, I uh, never saw the Teletubbies, but wasn't it like magic dust or something that he used? There was like some sparkly rainbow dust or something, but it wasn't like they were ingesting it or anything. There was no uh, Lucy Im- impl- in the sky. <laughs> no implications. Yeah. Teletubbies on trips, but uh, I mean that's the degree of paranoia that some of those right wing televangelists have about almost everything, but about homosexuality in particular. Yeah, somebody should do a comprehensive study on that. That whole crew, how how they ripped the public off. They use tax-exempt status for all sorts of shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Pat Robertson built a broadcasting empire on, like a for-profit broadcasting empire, on listener-viewer donations. Sure. While simultaneously investing to the tune of millions of dollars in diamond mines in Zaire. Yeah, and probably Cougarans in South Africa. Yeah, exactly. When Mobutu was running the place. (laughs) And... uh, there was actually, this listeners will find this significant during uh, our fundraiser, uh, WCBN, the Campus Broadcasting Network, was actually once approached by the legal representatives of Pat Robertson's Christian Broadcasting Network and attempted to buy those call letters from the university. The ah. regents of the university, of course, hold the license. Um, the university wisely <clears throat> said no. Right. You know, we established this radio station for (laughs) students here on the campus. It is a blah, blah, blah. So um, those guys make money off of the uh, horse feathers that they broadcast. Nobody down here makes any money from our attempts to bring uh, a passionate approach to uh, exposing the falsehoods and uh, manipulations of the media, bringing great music to people. Uh, so call we, now, seven, call now, we seven, three, four, seven, six, three, seven, three, four, seven, six, three, thirty five hundred. Yazoo City calling is coming up shortly here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, Tex Mannheim this evening for engineering. Uh, you should catch him on the uh, down home show uh, this Saturday. Also, uh, Bill Monroe for breakfast, uh, the fine bluegrass program. And uh, Tex sometimes sits in on the blues show as well. 
uh, both the Monday Night Yazoo City Calling, which is coming up next, and Nothing But the Blues on Saturdays. And I don't know if that Kinky Friedman doll is still available as a premium, but I remember uh, the Kinky Friedman <laughs> doll. Kinky Friedman, a... Uh, that was a one-time a, 